Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So, I've had a few people like ask me to talk about the lumber manipulation. And I don't think I ever saw any lumber manipulation. Not the entire time that I was watching lumber. Now, I did see a lot of lumber speculation, but not necessarily manipulation. I mean, I don't know. I have been doing lumber reports pretty much every week for like three years. And I don't remember ever being a time where I thought, man, this is pure manipulation taking place. Unless it is that we're talking about the tariffs that the administrations have been putting on Canada and their softwood imports. Now, if we're talking about that as far as being manipulation, then I could agree with it. But as far as like individuals out there having like this kind of coordinated effort to like manipulate the price of lumber, I, I, I didn't see that taking place at all. Like not even a little bit. Leading up to like this whole COVID lockdown before we saw the big run up in lumber, we saw lumber hit a new historic high in 2018 of 650 per thousand. That was a lot. A lot of people weren't talking about lumber back then, but 650 per thousand was an extremely high number for lumber. Shortly after that, lumber had tumbled. The prices had just like crashed essentially. And we're down at like two, three hundred per thousand. So this was a huge like hit to the lumber yards into, well, not necessarily the lumber yards, but to the lumber mills. I mean, these were like some high cost producers up in the British Columbia area who was pumping out a lot of lumber because of their beetle infestation and going into salvage mode. When that ended, I mean, it was like devastating to the mills up there. That's all they had going on up there was lumber and trees. And when the salvage mode ended, it was like, it was devastating. I mean, I was doing reports on a place up there called 100 Mile, and it was sad. It was like multi-generational, like, families and, and businesses just gone. I mean, it was just like, that was it. It was over for them. Very sad stories. Now... Nobody talks about that stuff. Nobody talks about like the great lumber depletion taking place at the end of November or in at the uh, end of uh, 2019. And I was doing reports on it in November of that year. You can go and find it. Like it was one of the few times that I was actually using thumbnails on my, uh, you know, I would design these thumbnails for, for my uh, videos. So there was like a month that I was doing that. And if you go into that particular area, you could see where I was talking about mill closures, curtailments. There was, you know, they were pulling billions of square feet of OSB off the market. This was all prior to COVID. So when COVID did kick in, the mills, like the lockdowns, I mean, when the, when the lockdown started taking place, the mills, the distribution networks, the lumber yards, everybody has had been depleted. Like they had dropped their inventory levels down in anticipation of this whole 
COVID thing taking place. I mean, it was like, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like, it was a huge lead up going into that. In fact, uh, it was a great video I did when Kudlow was saying, yeah, I can't say that we got this thing contained, but it's contained. And it was pretty much it just exploded right after that. As far as, uh, as far as cases here in the United States, it was like, it was almost exploding as he was saying it, you know, anyway. All these things were taking place prior to, to the lockdowns. And then when the lockdowns were kicking in, even more lumber depletion. Now, I noticed it first in pressure-treated lumber. And I was talking with George Gammon about it. Just, uh, I don't know, I guess it was probably, well, it was just the summer was kicking in of, of, uh, of 2020. And I had noticed that it was it was right as the lockdowns were taking place. The stimulus checks were coming out. People were really wanting to improve their surroundings. They put up decks and fences and, you know, building up shelves in the garage, remodeling their house so they would have a place to work. There was a lot of demand for lumber that started taking place right there during a time when there was already a big inventory depletion coming off of even more depletion from the lockdowns at the mills. So there was a huge change in the way things were being operated even at that time, as far as like just the flow of material going through the system. So it was only a matter of time that the entire inventory was depleted from the pipeline and getting lumber through that was not exactly easy. I mean, you think about it, wood is a very cumbersome kind of item to transfer. It needs to go by truck, it needs to go by rail, you need forklifts on every end. It's just like, there's no way that it's just something that just simply just transfers through the system. You know, you have to have an established network of transfer in order to get like lumber through the whole country. So I don't see where there was a manipulation taking place in that. What I saw was high cost producers up in the British Columbia area, pretty much having to shut down their operations up there due to the ending of that salvage mode of logging extra logs they took their operations, moved them down into the southern part of the United States where all the trees are because now there's a glut of trees, pine trees, down in, the, down in the southern part of the United States. And we did reports on this as well. Like 20 years ago, they were doing projections on how much lumber demand there was going to be and how much these trees were going to be worth. And everybody down there, all these property owners, planted a ton of trees, like a lot of them. And now here it is time for harvest. The trees are the appropriate size for the mills. And there's so many of them that they're not getting any, well, they do get a price for it, but they're not getting a like exploded price like what happened with lumber futures. The pine trees are pretty much just selling for what they have always sold for because there is so many of them. So again, like I don't see where the manipulation has taken place in any of that stuff. There was a lot of speculation. Now, I do get that as people are like noticing that the lumber inventories are depleting, yet here's this huge demand from people who have started projects. Once you have started the project, it is going like you can't back out of it. If you think like, you know, well, we can roll out the floor joists and then here in a couple of years, we'll build the rest of the house. No, by the time you come back to the floor joists, it'd be rotten. So you can't like you could stop for a week, maybe a month. But you can't stop for like six, seven, eight months at a time so that you can continue on with your framing package. Once you start, it's going, it's like gung ho, got to make it happen, got to weather the thing in. Once you get it weathered in, then you can probably take your time on doing the finish work inside the buildings. But as far as like once you start framing, 
you have to continue. You have no other choice. So if you are somebody who can speculate in the market, like you have the money that you want to play around with this, and you recognize that's taken place where there's this huge inventory depletion, yet there's projects that have started that will need lumber and will pay for it at any price because they have already started and you could recognize that's what's going on then yeah i guess one could speculate in the market and buy up a lot of the lumber futures trying to keep like inventory low but i again trying to like wrap my head around like somebody having that kind of like thought that that's what they were going to do is it possible sure i guess but man that's like that's a really tough one for me to like you know kind of get in line with i mean there is thousands of mills all over the place all over the country up and in and in, and in, and in canada that will accept cash offers and just because there's like lumber futures out there selling for 1700 per thousand doesn't mean that all these mills will guarantee be selling their stuff at 1700 per thousand they may be taking less as far as cash offers go at the time those lumber future contracts are just that they're contracts to for delivery on particular days like that's what they are so it's not like a guarantee that's how much the mills are going to be selling for or how much you're going to pay once you get to the mill on it once your order is even available for pickup i mean there there's a lot into the whole lumber game i mean from trees to mills to transportation to demand it's hard for me to to kind of wrap my head around the idea that this was a manipulation that was taking place. I honestly believe that it was a series of unfortunate events that have lined up to cause the perfect storm for prices to go up. It was just like what I was saying, inventory depletions that were taking place. There was high cost producers who were shutting down in that area and moving into a whole different direction, a whole nother part of another country. And you got to think, like, these mills that are opening up and operating down in the southern part of the United States, you got to think, this is like Interfer, Canfor, uh, who else? I mean, there's some big names inside of it. Uh, Norblor, Nor, Norblad, gosh, I have Norblad. Um, you know, these are all, like, huge, op, you know, mill operations that are all over the place. Like, they're not just in Canada, they're in the United States, they're everywhere. This is, like, you know, the producers of lumber. So, I don't know. I mean, manipulation... If anything, I would see it in the tariffs. That's that's where I would believe that there was manipulation, if anything. Because the rest of it is just... It, there's too much free market available, right? I mean, if you can get your cheese... Your trees... <laughs> your cheese. That's the cheese. But if you can get your trees, your logs, cheaper, if you can transport it more efficiently, if you can saw them up, you know, in more efficient manner and get more out of it, you know, then you're going to make more money as a mill. And, you know, being in that position, that's where mills make money. You know, they don't make money like manipulating the prices higher. I mean, they can make money at it, but right now they're having difficulty transferring their product through the system. So do you think they're still manipulating it? I mean, why not, why not manipulate it now then, you know, and so they can actually sell their product, but the products are, are slowing down because people postpone their projects and it takes a while to get those projects moving again. It's all about momentum. You know, once you decide to build a house, it's months down the road before it actually starts to occur. You know, there's some people out there who can build quickly. Like I know a guy who builds everything in cash. 
Like he has no loans on nothing. He buys the land for cash. He buys all the material for cash. He pays all his, all his, you know, contractors. Everybody is, there's no loans. There's nobody to deal with as far as the bank goes. And he can make things happen right now. It is impressive on how quickly that, that guy can build a house. Now, other people, when you're trying to get out bids, trying to line up contractors, trying to get your, you know, banks in order and stuff like that. I can't imagine what the logistical nightmare must be like right now, just trying to deal with just lining up subcontractors because the you know, material doesn't come in when it's supposed to. It's like, you know, everything is like a logistical nightmare right now. So I could see where building a home would be very discouraging, you know, and it's not just like the lumber prices. It's like a lot of components that go into building a home. And then on top of it, now you don't even know what's going to be taking place come the, you know, October, November, when the Federal Reserve supposedly will be, you know, backing off on their mortgage-backed security purchases. Now, a lot of people say that that's just not going to occur. There is never going to be any taper or tightening or anything like that. I have a tendency to disagree. I feel that the Federal Reserve will do that. It will cause pain to the people and they will demand Congress do something about it. Now, how long that whole road takes, I don't know, but it's going to be a while. And leading up to it is going to be some tapering and backing off on the mortgage-backed securities and U.S. Treasury purchases, the quantitative easings. So that's what I see coming in the future. So we're not only going to have like low lumber prices, we're going to have logistical nightmares that are going to be slowly coming to an end, you know, as things become more available. And at the same time, there's not going to be a buyer of mortgage-backed securities out there, which is going to leave it up to the investors out there of the world, meaning like, you know, pension funds and, you know, different, you know, real estate investors or whatever, people who buy mortgage-backed securities, it's going to leave it up to them to determine where it is that real estate interest rates are going to be. I can only assume that if the Federal Reserve isn't going to be there to buy those mortgage-backed securities, we're looking at interest rates that are going to be much higher than they are today. And that is not going to make it easy for people to make payments on these expensive homes. So, you know, what happens from their point, house prices have to come down. So, how long all that takes, I, I couldn't tell you, but it seems to me that the Federal Reserve is definitely putting out the credible threats that this type of scenario should be coming. And, you know, when they put out a credible threat, really what they're trying to do is get the investors to behave in a particular fashion before they actually do anything. So by the time they actually do act, the Federal Reserve, by the time they actually do anything, the the markets will have already, you know, made their positions. They have already done what they were going to do. So anyway, just a leave it at that. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.